Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring the complete cast of the Jack Benny program, including Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, and Don Wilson, plus comedian Phil Baker and Benny Goodman and his orchestra. Comedian Jack Benny was born in Waukegan, Illinois, and although he admits to being only 39 years old, on February 14, 1973, he celebrated his 79th birthday. Mr. Benny is also known for his violin playing, in a comic way, of course. But did you know that he is really an accomplished violinist? As a matter of fact, he practices as much as six hours a day and performs concerts all over the world. Jack Benny has been a star in vaudeville, motion pictures, radio, and television. But I think, however, that radio was the medium he most enjoyed. He first went on the air on March 29, 1932, as a guest on the Ed Sullivan CBS radio program. But it wasn't long before he had his own show. This program is over 30 years old. From December 27, 1942, here's the Jack Benny program. The Grape Nuts Flakes program, coming to you from New York City where we are playing to an audience of men on leave from the armed services and starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Dennis Day, Rochester, yours truly, Don Wilson, and our guest conductor, Benny Goodman. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure and honor to introduce the Bob Hope of the Grape Nuts Flakes program, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, what do you mean the Bob Hope of the Grape Nuts Flakes program? I don't get it. Well, after all, Jack, there are a lot of similarities between you and Bob Hope, aren't there, Mary? Of course there are. Oh, yeah? Name one. Well, for one thing, he's on the radio and you're on the radio. True, true. And he's a comedian and you're a comedian. Yes. And yes. Hope started in vaudeville and you started in vaudeville. That's right. And Hope makes pictures at Paramount and Paramount kicked you out. <laughs> true. Now, wait a minute. I wasn't thrown out of Paramount. Then why did you leave? I asked them to put a shower in my dressing room. They punched holes in the roof. It didn't rain for 40 days, so I quit. <laughs> anyway, I made some swell pictures at Paramount, especially my last one, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh, now, hold on, Jack. Gary Cooper plays the lead in For Whom the Bell Tolls. Well, he might play the lead, but that bell doesn't ring by itself, brother. <laughs> I'm the guy, listen, Don, I'm, I'm the guy that pulls that rope. 
If they had a rope at Paramount, they'd have hung you a long time ago. Oh, what are you talking about? Say, Mr. Benny, I took your violin over to get oh, a new... Oh, hello. Hello, Dennis. Hello. Say, Mr. Benny, I took your violin over to get a new bridge put on it like you told me to. What did you say, Dennis? I said I took your violin over to get a new bridge put on it like you told me to. Oh, a new bridge on my violin, eh? How does it look? Well, I think the man overdid it a little. There's water running under it. <laughs> water under the bridge? Let's see that violin. Well, I'll be darned. There is at that. Putting in the goldfish was my idea. <laughs> well, that's a fine fix you put me in. Now I'll have to use another fiddle for my performance tonight. You see, fellas, my agent booked me as the uh, guest violinist on a program later this evening. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, what program is it? If they want Jack to play the fiddle, it must be a shortwave broadcast to Tokyo. <laughs> it is not. It's a coast-to-coast -coast hookup. And as long as I've got that water under the bridge, I'm going to play the Blue Danube. And for a finish, you can eat the goldfish. Just tune in to Fred Allen, sister. I'll do all right. I think Mr. Benny is one of the finest violinists I ever heard. Thanks, Dennis. I've got a job, and I'm going to keep it, by golly. <laughs> all right, kid. You gave me a beautiful compliment. Don't spoil it. Now, it's about time for your song, so let's have it. Okay. Say, Mr. Benny, I'll probably get plugged for this. Hmm. But when I got my check this week, there was something wrong with it. What do you mean, there was something wrong with it? Well, I'll probably get slugged for this. Stop saying that. <laughs> what was wrong with your check? Well, you took 5% off. What was that for? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked me that, kid. I've been meaning to explain it to you. Uh, Mary and Don, you might as well listen to this, too. Uh, since January 1st, 5% of all salaries and wages have been uh, withheld at the source. This has been officially designated as the victory tax. Oh, I get it. You deduct the money from our salaries and send it to Washington. Exactly. Is that clear to you, Dennis? Well, I'll probably get slugged for this. Will you stop saying that? <laughs> well, how do I know you turn this money into the government? I have to turn it in. That's the idea of it. And here's another important point for everybody. Patriotic Americans will not let this new and necessary tax interfere in any way with the commitments they have made for the regular purchase of war bonds. In Canada, folks should buy victory bonds and war-saving stamps. And now, Dennis, let's have your song. Just an narrow morning, darling, you're lovely. If I stay 
just because there's moonlight Although moonlight becomes you so Yes, you're all dressed up to the dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong And what a night to go dreaming Mind if I tag along If I say I love you I want you to know It's not just because there's moonlight becomes you sung by Dennis Day, our own Irish bluebird. And very good, Dennis. Irish bluebird? Green is the color for the Irish, Mr. Benny. I know, I know. You know now. <laughs> I always did know. But if you want to be so technical, kid, you're an Irishman that's been out in the cold. You're a little blue. That makes you a blue blur. And now, fellas, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll let you handle the rest of the program. I want to drop over and see Phil Baker at the hospital. Phil Baker? Oh, yes, I missed him on his program. What's he in the hospital for? Well, Phil went to the doctor to have his appendix examined. That's right. So he asked the doctor to take it or leave it, and he took it. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's exactly the way it happened, but he had his appendix out, and he's a pretty sick guy. Well, if he's so sick, this is no time to try and collect that $64 you didn't win when you were on his program. Listen, Mary, technically, I did win. He didn't pay me, that's all. Well... I'll probably get slugged for this. There he goes again. <laughs> well, I'll probably get slugged for this, but I don't understand what you're talking about. Uh, look, kid, a few weeks ago, Phil Baker beat me out of $64. That I have to see. <laughs> well, he did. Now, wait a minute, Jack. I heard the program you were on, and when Phil asked you the $64 question, you gave the wrong answer. I gave the right answer. Phil asked me if I could name 37 composers who try to finish Schubert's Unfinished Symphony. And I said, no, I couldn't. That's the right answer. <laughs> I'm going to the hospital now and straighten this thing out with Baker. Well, you'll never catch him when he's weaker. That's a, that's a point in my favor. Can I come along with you, Mr. Benny? What do you want to go to the hospital for? Well, maybe Mr. Baker has a beautiful nurse and I'll fall madly in love with her and ask her to marry me and she'll turn me down and I'll commit suicide. <laughs> what an imagination. Well, all right, you can come with me, kid. Name three benefits available to you as a serviceman. Uh, free medical care, uh, lower prices at the commissary, and, um... SGLI? SGLI? Oh, I pay for that. True, but have you considered what $15,000 worth of life insurance would cost if you were a civilian? I never thought about that. Hey, what does my SGLI cost me? Two fifty-five a month for $15,000. Is that good? You bet. And since July 72, SGLI rates are 15% lower than before. 
When is the last time something went down in cost? Yeah, SGLI. <laughs> That's some benefit. We ought to be there pretty soon now. What hospital is Mr. Benny in, Mr. Baker? I'm Mr. Benny. Bill Baker's in the Northwest Side Hospital on 83rd Street. Oh. You know, Mary, if I collect that 64 bucks, you and I'll go out stepping. I love those nightclubs. You haven't been to a nightclub since the time you drank champagne out of Lillian Russell's slipper. <laughs> she had a small shoe, but I got loaded. <laughs> hey, hey, driver, step on it, will you? Your wish is my command. Well, well, polite fellow, isn't he? Can't understand why Baker's still in bed. Well, the operation was only two weeks ago. Look, when I had my tonsils taken out, I went home the next day. You never left the house. Rochester took him out with a can opener. <laughs> he used regular instruments. Gee whiz, Mr. Benny, did Rochester really take your tonsils out? There was nothing to it. Snip, snip. Driver, a little faster, please. We want to get there. It is yours to request, mine to obey. <laughs> well, thanks. My, isn't he formal? Say, Jack, can't we stop at this little restaurant up here and get something to eat? I'm starving. Me too. We can eat at the hospital. Baker's room will be full of fruit and candy and nuts and everything. <laughs> hey, driver, that's the hospital right ahead, isn't it? It is mine to drive, yours to point out. Oh, stop. This is it, all right. Well, here we are. How much do I owe you, driver? That'll be 65 cents, or one dollar, including tip. <laughs> Wait a minute, what makes you think I'm going to give you a 35-cent tip? It is mine to dream, yours to disillusion. <laughs> well, just for that, here's a dollar. Goodbye, driver. Goodbye. If you like me, tell your friend. If not, not. <laughs> Here's the main entrance. Let's go in. It's a beautiful hospital. Wow, what a big lobby. Wow, what a big lobby. That echo again. He's got a cold tonight. <laughs> I'm Jack Benny. I'm Jack Benny. You try it, Dennis. I'm Dennis Day. I'm Dennis Day. Now you, Mary. I'm Mary Livingston. With a cold like this, I got to do a dame. <laughs> Echo. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the information desk. I'll find out where to go. Say, Miss. Yes, sir. Uh, can you tell me what room Mr. Phil Baker's in? I'm Jack Benny. So I see by your hat band. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, now what uh, what's Phil Baker's room number? He's on the fourth floor. Blue eyes. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, kids. Here's the elevator. Going up, step right in, please. Going up. Say, Jack, that guy sounds just like Rochester. Yeah, he does at that. What's your name, buddy? Brown. Random Harvard Brown. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Second floor, sprained ankles, fallen arches, water on the knees, both kidneys, and that noise. That's not us. Going up. Can't get over that boy. Say, Random, do you know a fellow named Rochester? That boy really loves you, Mr. Bennett. Hmm, <laughs> he knows me. Third floor, dog bites, frost bites, snake bites, mosquito bites, and bite me daddy ate to the bar. 
can't get over that voice. Positively amazing. I'd swear it was Rochester. Oh, Lord. Scratches from cats. Scratches from berry bushes. Scratches from matches to mobile. <laughs> That's us. Thanks, operator. Oh, I don't operate. I just run the elevator. <laughs> mm, I can't. I can't get over. Now let's see. Where's uh, Where's Phil's room? Uh, it must be down this corridor. Oh yes. Hmm? Doctor Jones, report to surgery. Doctor Jones, report to surgery. We finally located your glasses. Yep, that's where they were. <laughs> Be very careless, huh? Hey, Mr. Benny, look at that guy running down the hall. Yeah, gee, he looks happy. You mean, hooray! Hello, mister, have a cigar. A cigar? Oh, does your wife have a baby? No, I'm Dr. Jones. They just found my glasses. Oh. <laughs> I know, I heard about it. I guess this is uh, Phil Baker's room here with the star on the door. Boy, is he hammy. Huh? Now, Jack, for heaven's sake, don't mention the $64 right away. Don't worry, I know how to handle it. Well, hello, Phil. How are you? Hello, Phil. Hi, Mr. Baker. Hello, kids. Glad you dropped in. <laughs> Dennis, stop applauding. Well, Phil, uh, Phil, old boy. Phil, a cop for that thing. Well, Phil, uh, Phil, old boy, you're, you're looking great. How do you feel? Well, I'll probably get slugged for this, but I feel fine. <laughs> Why should I slug you? I just came up to see how you were getting along, wish you luck, and uh, talk over a little matter of uh, $64. Well, that's sweet of you, Jack, but I don't need any money. <laughs> well, you see, Phil, I was talking to my lawyer last week, and he thinks I have a, he thinks I have a pretty good case. Did you make off like you fell in the subway again? I thought you gave up that racket. <laughs> I'm not suing the subway. Now, look, Phil, you owe me $64, and I want it right now. Now, come on, hand it over. Jack, will you please take your knee out of my incision? <laughs> oh, pardon me. Now, Phil, you give me that $64, or you'll be sorry. Get it? On your program, you'll be sorry. Oh, Jack, be more subtle. Subtle schmuttle. I want my money. <laughs> now, Phil. Pardon me, Mr. Baker. Did I give you three little white pills about an hour ago? Yes, you did. <laughs> hmm. Who's that? That's Miss Stewart, my nurse. She's awfully absent-minded. Yeah, she seems to be, huh? Yesterday, she poured alcohol on my pancakes and rubbed my back with maple syrup. <laughs> alcohol on pancakes? I was so cockeyed, I fell out of bed four times. <laughs> well, that's awful. She really is absent-minded. This morning, she gave me a shot in the arm with a fountain pen. <laughs> a fountain pen? Ever shot. <laughs> Now, 
That he remembered. Now listen, Phil, speaking of $64... Who's speaking of $64? Look, Phil, I know you're a sick man and all that, but technically, I won $64 when I was on your program. Now, the least you can do is give me another chance and another question. Okay, answer this one for $64. Shoot. Who's the cheapest guy in the world? I am. Now, give me that $64. Well, you're wrong, because I am, I'm not going to pay it. Now, listen here, Phil Baker. That must be my doctor. Come in. Well, well, how's my patient today? What are you doing out of bed, you bad boy? I'm not the patient. That's Baker lying right there. Oh, well, you look sicker than he does. You got to admit that. I admit nothing. Say, Doc, can I get up today? I've got my own program to do. Well, I'll have to check on that. Open your mouth and say, ah. Ah. My, my, they're healing up fine. Wait a minute, Doc. You took out my appendix, not my tonsils. Who was under that ether, you or me? Wait a minute, you mean to say you took out his tonsils and his appendix? Yeah, that's a special I was running last week. <laughs> oh. Tonsils, appendix, and a tour through Radio City, 1250. Oh, that's good value. Now, uh... <laughs> uh... Mr. Baker, what you need is a little medicine. Take this pill and you'll feel fine. Okay. Well, where's the pill? It's right here, but I can't seem to get it off my finger. That's a wart. The pill's in the other hand. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, here you are. There. Thanks. Now, good night, Mr. Baker. Sleep tight. <laughs> Sleep tight? Wait a minute, Doc. What kind of a pill was that you gave him? A strong sedative. He'll be in dreamland inside of a minute. <laughs> dreamland? I gotta work fast. Now, Phil, concentrate. Oh, Jack, let him alone. Phil needs rest. Well, he's going to sleep. Well, I, I need that $64. Now, Phil, Phil, open your eyes. Phil, listen to me. What do you want, nurse? I'm not your nurse. I'm Betty. Now, listen, Baker. My lawyer said that when I was on your program, I want $64. Now, I want that money right now. Kiss me goodnight, Miss Stewart. I'm not Miss Stewart, and I won't kiss you goodnight till I get that money. Now, give me, give me that check I filled out, Dennis. Here you are. You didn't take a pill. Wake up. Now, Phil, Phil, wake up. Baker, listen to me. Wake up! Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who takes for granted the liberties and freedoms granted to you as an American citizen? Take the freedom to choose your own occupation. Our democratic free enterprise system opens the doors for responsible and industrious citizens to find the job or business which best suits them. These freedoms granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.